Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum. At B1Bank.com from Mansour's on the Boulevard, we're out to lunch with Stephanie Regal. Stephanie Regal is a broadcaster and editor of Baton Rouge Business Report. It's business Baton Rouge style. Hi, I'm Stephanie Regal. Welcome to Out to Lunch. South Louisiana is one of the true food capitals of the world, known for both its Creole and Cajun fare, and more recently, its contemporary twist on classic Southern dishes. And though New Orleans often gets top billing for its famous restaurants and innovative chefs, Baton Rouge has a growing food scene that is vibrant and exciting in its own right. In fact, Baton Rouge is home to the school that trains many of the chefs that go on to top restaurants around the state and around the country. The Louisiana Culinary Institute was founded in 2003 and in the 13 years since has graduated more than 1,000 students, awarding degrees in culinary arts and culinary management with concentrations in advanced baking and pastry and advanced culinary arts. Charlie Ruffalo is here to tell us about it. He's the public affairs manager for LCI, a native of Chicago who grew up working in the family's produce business. Charlie, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Uh, Thank you for having me. This is a wonderful opportunity. This is just amazing. The lunch is going to be awesome today, (laughs) and uh, we're excited. I'm excited to be here. We're glad you're here. Well, while a culinary degree and a career in the restaurant or hospitality industry is the path many foodies choose, plenty others take a more entrepreneurial approach, using multiple platforms to promote their menus, recipes, ideas, and products, such as the case with Lily Courtney, who owns Delightful Palette, a Baton Rouge company that produces a line of salad dressings. Its website features Courtney's recipes and blog. She also teaches cooking classes at supermarkets around the area and makes frequent appearances on local TV shows. Lily, welcome to Out to Lunch. It is my pleasure. Thank you. I'm glad you are here. Well, Charlie, I'd like to start with you because LCI is a great success story, and I think probably a lot of people don't really know the story behind it. It's only 13 years old. You would have thought Louisiana would have had a cooking school for years, but it's a relatively new phenomenon and a successful one. It is. It is. And... Um, our story is of a family business, and our, uh, our owner is my father-in-law, Mr. Keith Rush. And it started because his brother was going to another culinary school in town that used to be called Kayla, uh, and it lost its accreditation and went out of business. And uh, my father-in-law actually knew about opening uh, hospitals, restaurants, or excuse me, restaurants, um, you know, medical clinics and things like that. So um, his brother needed to go through and finish uh, and we talked, well, you know, we've opened up other medical clinics before. Um, how hard could a culinary school be? So uh, he kind of looked into it, did a little bit of research. Uh, we used to be over on the Essen and Perkins right. location, and we've evolved since then. We started off as a certificate program. Now uh, we, we have an associate's program, and then the bachelor's program is coming. And it's just been this evolution of students that have just wanted to come in. They've wanted to learn more. They've wanted to... Uh, to get into this field because it is exciting you know these restaurants and this food scene in louisiana it's amazing and, i had no idea it was a totally private school yeah yeah absolutely and and you said how hard could it be i would imagine it would be really actually pretty hard i mean it seems like there would be a lot of accreditation a lot of steps you'd have to jump through at least to create a reputable 
culinary school. It is. And yet you are. And and it starts with the students. So it starts with an admissions process. It starts with doing background checks. We need credible, you know, students that want to get into this field that are passionate. Um, And so we do that. You know, we we put students through an admissions process, uh, wonderlick testing, you know, culinary math essays, interviews, all of that. So we're only accepting 30 students per semester for culinary and 16 for bacon and pastry. So we're looking for passionate students that want to do this. Not somebody that just wants to come in and, and oh, I, I saw this on the cooking channel. I right. saw this on the Food Network. I think I can go ahead and be the next Emerald. That's that's not necessarily what we're looking for. That's not your target we, market. Yeah, no, no. We're looking for a particular type of student that now, wants to I would to imagine for the sake of credibility, it would mm-hmm. require also some very experienced chefs or do. professionals. Do. do you yeah. all have some of them on staff or a yeah. principal professor? So when you get into the culinary industry and especially in education, you need to become ACF certified and, and, and we are. So and our chefs um, come from all over the country. We just don't have Louisiana chefs. We are proud of, of, of having some of those, you know, Cajun Creole chefs, but we have chefs that come from, you know, Virginia, Indianapolis, uh, from Boston, from all over because they need to be able to teach a well-balanced type of education for our students. So, um, yeah, we, we uh, make sure that they go through their continual education. They have to keep up their accreditations, their, certifi- their certifications, all of those things that are very important part of, uh, of what goes on in our business and our life every day. And, and you all have graduated about 1,000 students yeah, so far. Uh, they've gone all over the country. They've Any gone famous all, ones? They've gone all over the world. Um, we've had students uh, that were just most recently last year. We had a student that was up in Antarctica uh, that was working uh, for uh, for a company cooking over there. We've had students to go to Australia. We've had students, you know, go overseas uh, to England. Um, of course, we're very proud of our local uh, graduates. Um, you know, Sam and Cody Carroll. They just won Restaurant sure. of the Year in, in over in Sacale, uh and they've owned Hot Tails and New Roads, but Sacale's in New Orleans. Uh, obviously, uh, Ryan Andre, you know, over at City. Right. Pork, uh, Nathan Gresham uh, over at Beausoleil. So the list is continually going. It's going. It's growing. It's growing. So we're extremely proud of uh, of all of our of our students and our graduates. Those are well known names here in the local food community. Yeah. Is it expensive to attend? Do y'all have scholarships? We do. Yeah. So um, the way that the culinary uh, school kind of works is just like any other normal college. We have a financial aid that's available for those that qualify. There's uh, potential scholarships, grants, and things like that. Uh, tuition is thirty four thousand, um, and that's for the entire program. You know, it's a two year program compressed into sixteen months. Um, but there are there's a tremendous amount of opportunities uh, for students through the NRA. Um, National Restaurant Association, the Louisiana Restaurant Association, their Education Foundation, which is amazing, uh, Pro Start. Uh, so, so there are some some great opportunities for students coming in. Well, I'm going to come back to you and hear a little bit more sure. about it in a minute. Yes. Lily, you didn't graduate from the Louisiana Culinary Institute, but you always had a passion for food and for cooking. What came first for your company? Was it the, was it the recipes? Was it the sauces? Was it your blog and website? It was uh, cooking classes. My father was a great cook. There was eight children, and that was one of his favorite ways to entertain us. He would cook, and we would all be there. It was just a lovely Friday, Saturday, and Sunday event for him. So... As I grew up, I did start teaching cooking classes, just teaching myself. I've been lucky enough to take classes all across the country from great chefs and taught in my home in Alexandria, Louisiana for a while. And then I got invited to teach at a gourmet shop. So that's where I'd been for the last couple of years. So, yes, they kind of are a spinoff. I see it as a package, you know. Right. I, I created a product that is for people who love good food but lack time or talent. I put it in a bottle for you. So tell us about the products. Y'all have three sauces I on have the market I have three now? salad dressings. Um, I have a 
balsamic garlic honey, a stone fruit nectar, and a wild mayhaw berry. Wonderful. And and you you make them where? I make them at the LSU Food Incubator. I am one of those that well, makes one of the twenty five companies out there that make the product from them. Right. And and so how long have y'all been around and, and how far and wide is your distribution at this point? So uh, you are considered not in business until you get into distribution. So I just recently moved to Alexandria. I mean to Baton Rouge from Alexandria. So um, I uh, would say probably 18 months in distribution. I moved over to the incubator at the beginning of 2014. Okay. And, I mean, I know there are a lot of homegrown products, and there's more demand for them. Many of them are very, very good. What sets yours apart, and how do you get the shelf space in the local supermarkets? Yeah, well, you know, we have been very lucky here in Baton Rouge. When I moved here, um, the local independent grocery stores are very welcoming. So yeah, that's, that's nice. And that's kind of your base to see if it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of like your prototype, you know, to see if you have a viable product. So they'll just move over they a little do. space they make, for They something? definitely make room for you. Okay. Yes. And, okay. you know, they, and if you're coming from the incubator, they also come with a good reputation. So right. they admire that. So it's easier to get in. Now, did you have a business background at all to help Not with this? Not at all. That's why I use um, the LSU uh, business, Charlie Dagg's operation, and also Gay Sandoz has been a great help. Yeah, I bet, it, I bet it's been a, a big learning curve. It's a definite big learning curve. Tenacity. How important is the website and the blog to the marketing of the product? It all goes together? Yeah, it all goes together because I, uh, you know, I also in the back of grocery stores doing lots of demos. I have people sign up for it because I send out recipes. And that way they also know to look on Facebook to see what I'm doing, where I'm going to be, what classes I'm teaching, you know, and that way it all stays connected. Do you plan to go beyond Baton Rouge? Yeah, I've uh, yes, actually I've been. And are you already? I maybe. am already. Um, I have been pushed into the southwest region of Whole Foods, oh, and fantastic. so I do a lot of traveling to you know San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, you know, demoing the product, getting to know the the um, the marketing managers over there, getting to know the the who you know the, the teams, mm-hmm. um, and doing demos. Now, when you're in Whole Foods, do you have to guarantee a certain quantity on the front end or um you know it's you, you schedule demos and you go there and you knock it off the shelf and they order more that's great that's how you do it <laughs> um well lily and charlie i'd like to introduce you to a special guest who's also joining us today she's also in the food business sort of her name is mitzi barber a baton rouge native a wife a mother of two and a coffee enthusiast whose company aquium coffee water has created a special purified mineral blended water for blending the perfect cup of coffee. We met Mitzi through the Louisiana Business and Technology Center. Mitzi, welcome to Out to Lunch. Thanks, Stephanie. It's great to be here. Now, your product is so interesting and I think relatively novel. Is there anybody else on the market doing what you're doing? We're proud to say no. We are just rolling out in Baton Rouge and there is no other product like us on the market anywhere. So tell us about this product. It's a special kind of water that makes a better cup of coffee. It is. Well, and it not only makes a better cup of coffee, Stephanie, it's also a very healthy product. It's pure water. There's nothing in it that we're going to be afraid of. Okay. And, <laughs> and So maybe the timing is really relevant for you now with, yes, with questions it does about seem water so. safety. It does seem so, but um, there are minerals blended into this pure water, and it's a perfect recipe of minerals that bring out the brewing of coffee or tea to make it very aromatic, smooth, and 
delicious. It brings out the subtleties of the coffee bean. What kind of minerals are we talking about here? Well, we Without getting te- too that's technical. That's right. It's a oh, trade okay. secret. But I can tell you this. There's just a slight amount of sodium. Not really. That's not a major mineral. But magnesium is one that brings out the flavor of the coffee, the aroma of the coffee. And it also intensifies the caffeine in the coffee, too. So... You might feel a little more interesting buzz when you're trying our product. Now, I know, I know coffee enthusiasts will pay extra for, you know, I mean, sometimes up to $12 a pound at Whole Food, like we were talking about, for a really high-end coffee. Do you think they're going to be, or have they shown a willingness to pay extra for a fancy water? Yes. What we're seeing is that in our demonstrations, we're with Lily. We do market to grocers. Um, and we are in three groceries in town so far, and we do find a, a willingness for them to open their doors to us and make space for us. Um, we are finding our taste test, our demonstrations are, um, the responses that we're getting are phenomenal. Really? People are loving tasting the difference between even our Baton Rouge water and our product. So coffee made with our product is quite different. Lily has tried it and Charlie has tried it. There's quite a nice difference. Now, if I tasted it just in a regular drinking glass, would I like the flavor or does it only really work in a brew like a coffee? It's a brew. It's a certainly it's a healthy water for us all to drink. Mm -hmm. But the the enjoyment of this product is when you when you brew it with mm. coffee or tea. Okay, and and you think that this is a a general public product or just for the coffee connoisseur? Well, we're finding that uh, our first target was, of course, the gourmet the gourmet coffee drinker. Right. But what we're finding is that people are passionate about their coffee. No matter what, they love. People coffee. are passionate about coffee, no doubt. So in our demonstrations. We are really enjoying watching the, watching people taste our coffee and enjoy, even if they are not into the highest brewing process right. or, or coffee bean. Where does this water come from before it undergoes the purification process? Well, at this point, we are using a co-packer in Florida, but we are actively working on looking at property here and talking to people about production equipment because our goal is having a fully Baton Rouge business. We are a Baton Rouge business now using this co-packer, but we would like to be the production company here. We really love Baton Rouge, and we want to be 100% Baton Rouge. Interesting. Charlie, how many of your graduates do you think go on to be food entrepreneurs like like Mitzi or Lily as opposed to chefs or caterers or no, that, yeah, that, that, that's a great question, and that, that, that is definitely a viable opportunity for the students. So I think the majority of the students that come in, they have an idea that they just want to work in the food and they want to be in the restaurants. And then once they're here, and meaning here at, at, at Louisiana Culinary Institute, they have that opportunity to meet all of these different people. So we have industry seminars. We have people that come mm-hmm. in, um, you know, like Mitzi or, or Lily, people that are looking for other assistants. Um, and before you know it, they're like, I, I much would rather talk about food. I'd much rather sell food. I'd much rather taste it than necessarily, you know, be on the line cooking, making it, baking, whatever it is. So every semester, 
a whole group of students come in and there's always three or four that matriculate outside and then they're just like, no, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I would much rather be on this end, but at least I have the background and the knowledge and the understanding and the fundamental basics of, of where the food comes from and how to cook it, maintain it. And then now I can go ahead and, and either sell it or talk about it or, or photograph, photography or, or write a blog or something about it too. Do you all have courses that help prepare food entrepreneurs? So like the the ladies, the the curriculum that's developed right now is basically how to get into the industry the 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 where's the highs the who the 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 who's and, and it kind of builds up so it's more definitely about getting into the restaurant but then we do have breakout sessions and we do have other guests that we bring in and the industry seminars really open that up you know so we will have that opportunity um and especially with the bachelor's program there will be some electives that will go more into some of the classes that that's you're talking great. about yeah. do y'all think it would have helped you to have had a formal food um, education background? Oh, sure. Absolutely. It, really? Yeah. But, I'm, you know, we're very lucky to have a food scientist where we are at LSU, Dr. Luis Espinoza. And so that's closed that gap. That's great. That's know. good to know. I agree. My business partner, Jerry Manali's husband, is an, an environmental engineer. So, uh, yeah, so, oh, I love education. I'd love to be in a, in the, in a culinary school. <laughs> What we do have at our disposal, though, is an industrial engineer who specializes in groundwater. He's got a very successful business here in Baton Rouge um, for toxicological testing. And so he is our water expert. And then we are learning all the time from coffee roasters uh, in town and out of town. So we are just And we have several coffee roasters here in Baton Rouge that... That have great little businesses going. So you collaborate with them? We do. As a matter of fact, we have found one that we are enjoying um, showing his product off. He is uh, Cafecito. He is in Calandros and Alexander's, and he is a very fresh, uh, complex, wonderful. He produces a very wonderful product, and we are loving demonstrating our water with his product. I don't think I got to ask you, how did you come up with the idea for Aquium? Well, that's an interesting story. I'll keep it brief. Frank Manali, <laughs> the the inventor of this water, my business partner's husband, uh, is a thinker. He's an inventor, and he knows water. So he was just, th- he's not even a coffee drinker. He was just thinking about water. And then he started thinking about coffee and how coffee is 98% water. Mm-hmm. So... Naturally, then he thought it started thinking about Coca-Cola and McDonald's and how they need a consistent product. Well, coffee needs a consistent product, too. Roasters need to combine coffee with a consistent product that brings out the flavor of what they have worked so hard to produce, a delicious coffee. That makes so much sense. So now just to convince the buying public and the coffee drinking public that they need it, too. Exactly. That's what we're here for. Okay, well, we're going to take a little break and do what we call the checklist. This is the part of the show where we ask you each a quick question that you probably wouldn't find on a loan application. So, Lily, I'll start with you. What is your trick for staying positive? I am just lucky I was born that way. I'm not kidding. But I'm, I, <laughs> I am. believe it <laughs> you know, because you're just... one of these very positive people. You exude it. So that's what I'm going to say. Not, not that I don't love to exercise and juice and do all the right things, but it does come just naturally. <laughs> well, that's very good. Charlie, what part of your job gives you the most satisfaction? No, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's also another great question. Um, I think it's hands down seeing the evolution of the student. 
Um, seeing what happens when they come in, they're extremely either green or eager. They just don't know kind of where they're going to go and what happens. And then they get into the program and then they immerse themselves into the food, into the lifestyle, into working while going to school, managing the hours, everything. And then before you know it, it's graduation and we're placing them, you know, at a beautiful resort, a local restaurant, you know, in a hotel and seeing how they've matured in such a short period of time. And now they can be a part, you know, of, of the workforce and, and do something that's wonderful. And that's enjoying food that that we all eat every day. So that's, that's hands down the most gratifying part. All right. Well, Mitzi, here's a related one, sort of. What is your strategy for coping when things go wrong? Well, we are a startup business. We are on the tails of Lily Courtney. We were only a month in, and we are at the incubator, as you, you mentioned. Um, we are just learning about entrepreneurship, and there are lots of highs and lows. <laughs> and uh, we are a Christian organization, and we do a lot of praying. We enjoy the highs and lows, but there's... There's a lot of prayer that goes in this as, as right. we go along. Well, tell me, do you, how big do you want to get? Lily, Mitzi, what are, what are your goals uh, for the growth of your respective companies? I mean, do you all hope to get bought out one day? Or do you want to keep uh-huh. growing and expanding yourself? That's a very interesting question. Um, right now, I'm enjoying growing it in my own business as the way it is. Um, and also with the cooking classes, you know, I teach team building cooking classes and I incorporate the product I do it for you know hospitals I do it for corporations so to me I see it as a as a package deal right so I'm in the southwest region right now I'm in some 22 HEBs in you know Houston and San Antonio and Austin and I'm in the southwest region of Whole Foods so right now it's going quite quite well just trucking along Mitzi, I want you to answer that question, but Lily, before we leave, what is team building cooking? So in other words, if you would bring the people that you work with in your corporation, you know, it's, yeah. it's to get to know each other, it's to, you know, break down all the barriers. And so we break up and, you know, I come across with a menu, we break it down to trays, and you and your partner or someone you don't get along with in your, in your company, hmm. y'all sneak away and that, you're going to make the pasta or you're going to make the sauce or, you know, in that. That's brilliant. Yeah. Much better than Outward Bound or whatever they used to do when... Yes, this is a much more much, casual way to do it. Much more casual. Yeah. I bet people really enjoy it. Yes. And what a unique niche. Um, well, it depends on which. I like technique and I like seasonal. Yeah. So I have done everything from a bruschetta's bar, which we learned to make our own ricotta, mm-hmm. right? And then the toppings were, we incorporated my, my flavors, you know. So there's nothing better than a roasted sweet potato with wild mayhaw there. Mm. You know, so it's got that kind <laughs> right. of fun, you know. And so... It could be, we do pastas, we do, you know, I've done show-stopping uh, side salads for the holidays. So it's, it depends on what time the season you call me. Did you create this idea, or are other people doing team building? Yeah, other people are doing team building, yeah. yes. It's just one thing I'm, I'm kind of good at. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I enjoy it. Mitzi, where do you see your company going? I mean, is your goal to sell one day, or to keep growing it yourself? Well, since we're just a month in, we're enjoying growing it at this point. <laughs> Uh, certainly, well, we're just enjoying the success that we've seen so, so far, far so and we'll One, see what happens down the road. Yeah, One money st- talks, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> what kind of synergy do you all see among food-related businesses, restaurants in the Baton Rouge area? I mean, is it is are you all talking to each other, collaborating? We we, we do. Um, we're we're involved, you know, on every single level. Just yesterday, we had a job fair. We had over. 35 different local businesses, hotels, you know, everybody recruiting for our students. So we're always, you know, communicating, talking with everyone in the industry, 
seeing what they want, seeing what they need. Um, and that's an important part, you know, of what goes on. I know you guys have wonderful products, you know, that would that would go great. But for, for us, um, we just we got to stay in touch with with the chefs, with yeah. the owners, with, you know, all of these opportunities that are for the students. So they know where we personally can place the best student in the right area. So mm-hmm. that's that's our involvement. We're always going to be doing and focusing on those relationships. And we feel so welcomed by the community, by the food and beverage community. We have people, even uh, at the incubator and beyond, who are reaching out to us and helping us, teaching us, introducing us to other people. It's been a great network. It's been a great experience. Yeah, we're very, they're very generous around, generous around here. They yeah. do help you out tremendously. You know? Yeah, I mean, I think the incubator is a real unifying networking sort of it is. Yes. force. And the Chamber of Commerce, may I say. The Baton Rouge Chamber of Commerce has been so helpful in getting us started and introducing us to the incubator. That's um, great. So good, good plug for, for Brett. <laughs> well, I have a, a, one final question for y'all. We're almost out of time. It's sort of a variation on a theme for each of you. Charlie, if you could have one special celebrity chef come teach a course at LCI, who would it be? Wow. <laughs> that is, that's going to be a tough one. I know some other people are going to, uh, you know, obviously be conflicted if we're going to go with a local like Bash or Emerald or something like that. But someone like a Thomas Keller would be amazing. Um, just the experience, the wealth, and the knowledge. Um, For yeah. the listeners who don't know who he is, tell us real quick. So he, uh, he's one of the most famous you know, American chefs, owns French Laundry out in, in, in California, um, out in San Francisco. Um, just, you know, James Beard, you know, author, the, 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 the whole nine, the whole bit. So that would be an, a, an amazing accomplishment to get someone like that um, in. But, but any of those other local guys, we have such a plethora of just awesome chefs here. Um, so we've worked with some of those, and we have a lot of our graduates that work with them. But... Um, but yeah, yeah, that would be that would be great. But getting Bash in and, and those guys are, are, are great too. They're, they're they're amazing. So don't 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 set me up with a loaded question. Right. Yeah, no, because well, we want to support local. Lily, if you could cook <laughs> a special meal for any one person, famous or otherwise, who would it be? Oh gosh, that's so interesting. Well, it's so much fun to in- well, friends and family. There's nothing more than sitting around a table full of, and. Plus my sons. Now that they're raised and out of the house, there is, Just to have there back is would nothing be great, right? more lovely than that. Despite the many challenges Louisiana faces, food and the food industry have always been one of our strengths. And the Louisiana Culinary Institute, Delightful Palate, and now Aquium Coffee Water are three examples of the homegrown successes we have right here in Baton Rouge. So thank you all for joining me today on Out to Lunch. Thank, thank you. you. My pleasure. Be here. This is great. My guests today on Out to Lunch have been Charlie Ruffalo of the Louisiana Culinary Institute, Lily Courtney of Delightful Palette, and Mitzi Barber of Aquium Coffee Water. You can find out more about the Louisiana Culinary Institute, Delightful Palette, and Aquium Coffee Water by visiting our website or by following the links on our websites, wrkf.org and itsbatonrouge.la. Today's show was recorded live over lunch at Mansour's on the Boulevard in Baton Rouge. Mansour's is open for lunch daily from 11 to 2, for dinner nightly, and for brunch on Saturdays and Sundays. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. Today's show is engineered by Chris Kehoe. Our associate producer is Peter Raschuti. Our Baton Rouge business consultants are Charlie D'Agostino and Ann Edelman. You can see photos from this show on itsbatonrouge.la and on our Facebook page. These photos are taken by Ken Stewart. Mitch Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's new album, Puzzle, is out now. You can find out more about that at mitchellforeman.com. You can get this show as a podcast, you can listen to past shows, and you can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, itsbatonrouge.la and wrkf.org. 
Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsbatonrouge.la and WRKF 89.3 FM. I'm Stephanie Regal. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Mansur's for more business Baton Rouge style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker. Established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys and offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Business First Bank, with locations throughout the state, including 11 offices in the Baton Rouge area, providing personal and commercial banking, treasury management, and wealth solution services to help clients succeed. Business First Bank. Banking with greater momentum at B1Bank.com.